Hello, and welcome to the Christ Table Podcast, a Bible study for those who struggle with digging into the Bible, but who want to develop a richer faith, one with some meat on its bones. I'm Kevin Young, a media guy turned minister who's passionate about helping others thrive, especially spiritually. If you're unaware, Christ Table is a movement of people returning the church to her roots, in homes, around tables, over food with old friends and fresh conversations. Check us out over at www.christtable.today. In the meantime, today's study continues on the topic of unity as we make our journey through the book of Ephesians. We'll be in chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. Let's dig in. One of the things that I have noticed over the years is that people who value something tend to do a much better job of taking care of it. I noticed this actually in my home, the things that my dad valued, he spent a lot of time taking care of. Uh, His gun collection was one of those things. I can remember my dad uh, always cleaning his guns in order to make sure that they were in proper working order for when he would go uh, target practicing or, or shooting. Uh, another thing that was very important to my dad was, was his vehicles. He was always washing his cars. And oftentimes my, my high school friends and, and college friends would, would bring their cars over and just, they knew on a Saturday that if their car was parked in our driveway, that my dad was probably going to wash it because he'd be washing his car. So they'd get a free car wash. Uh, when we had a boat and a house, uh, dad also took very good care of those things. But one of the things that I noticed was uh, a lot of my friends' families uh, didn't take care of their things, their firearms or, or their cars or, or houses or, or if they had a boat. Uh, they didn't take care of those things in the same way that my dad did. Now, that's not to say that they didn't take care of anything in their life. You know, what I came to realize was, was they spent that time and energy and money and resources on other things. For some of them, it was their profession or their career. For others, it was uh, family. Maybe they dedicated more time or energy to, to family vacations or, or to being with their kids or, or to ball practices and, and investing in, in lessons and training. But I think all of us, it could be said, value something maybe multiple things. And whenever we value something, we invest in. And the things that we don't value, we tend not to invest in. Well, the value that we place on something will determine what we are willing to endure for it. We will put up with a lot if we place value on something. A marriage where the partners value each other will be able to endure many storms because of it. But if there is a breakdown in love, affection, communication, the relationship, then whenever things hit trouble, if there's little value that's placed on the other person, then many times those marriages fall apart and aren't willing or able to endure difficulties. Well, when we come to the Bible and the good news of Jesus Christ, the same principle applies. The value that we place on the gospel, the value that we place on the good news, will determine how much we're willing to endure for it, will determine how much it impacts our lives. Someone who values their faith, values 
Jesus values the good news that he brings to them and to the world will ultimately allow it to have a huge transformational impact on their lives versus someone else who places less value on their faith, the gospel, maybe their things that they value, their list is boats and houses and vacations and families. And so maybe maybe further down the list is their faith. They're probably not going to experience as much transformation as much life change as the other person because they're not investing as much in it and they may not be able to endure as much in their faith because they haven't put as much value into it. So as we come into Ephesians chapter three, this is essentially what Paul has been speaking of is the value of the gospel, the good news of Jesus and how it is able to transform and how the value that we place upon it determines many times our personal outcomes each and every day. So Ephesians chapter 3, verse 1, Paul writes, When I think of all of this, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the benefit of you Gentiles, and then he kind of he pauses here after just having reminded them who he is and where he is in prison and why he's there, because he was preaching to the Gentiles. And so the Jewish people were not a fan of that. They wanted to keep God to themselves and not allow all people in. And so Paul now having said who he was, where he is, and why he's there, kind of breathes for a moment in thinking about all of that. And then begins in verse two on a bit of a rabbit trail, assuming by the way, that you know God gave me the special responsibility of extending his grace to you Gentiles. Paul says, I want you to remember and not forget that the reason why I'm in prison is because God gave me this job, not of being a traveling evangelist, but God gave me this job of extending what had been extended to the Jews also to you, to the rest of the world so that only one ethnic group would not be the keepers of it, the gatekeepers of it, but as we spoke of yesterday, that that wall of hostility would be torn down. As I briefly wrote earlier, Paul says, God himself revealed his mysterious plan to me. Paul says this is directly from God. It's not what I want. It's not what I wanted to be doing, but this is from God. And because of that, it has value to me that I obey. And it has value to you that you listen and internalize it. Verse four, as you read what I have written, you will understand my insight into this plan regarding Christ. God did not reveal it to previous generations. Paul's saying it was always the plan. God just didn't make it fully clear. It was still in shadows until the right time. And now is the right time because Paul writes in verse five, but now by his spirit, he's revealed it to his holy apostles and to prophets. God has shown his leaders that this is the plan and that this is the time. And now Paul says, it's my responsibility to spread that good news and it's valuable news. 
And this is God's plan. Paul writes, verse 6, both Gentiles and Jews who believe the good news share equally in the riches inherited by God's kingdom. No one is able to keep it to themselves. Both Gentiles and Jews who believe the good news share equally in the riches now inherited by God's children. Both are part of the same body, Paul writes, and both enjoy the promise of blessings because they belong to Christ Jesus. There is no favoritism to the brothers and sisters in the family anymore. Though once the oldest son, the Jewish nation, was perceived as being the favored one and the most blessed, now the promise to Abraham that all people will become a part of God's family has now come true. Both are now a part of the same body, the body of Jesus Christ, the family of God, and both enjoy the promise of blessings because they belong to Christ Jesus. And so what Paul is essentially outlining here for us is a very clear statement that God's will is that we would work together and be together, all people. Now, fast forward 2,000 years from when Paul wrote this, and there isn't much friction between Jews and Gentiles. Gentiles are more than willing to allow Jewish people into the faith, and, and Jewish believers, Jewish followers of Yeshua, of Jesus, who see him as the Messiah, are more than willing to allow access to Yeshua, to the Messiah, uh, to Gentiles. And so this isn't necessarily the friction of our day. In fact, the Christian faith, which, as Paul's writing to the church in Ephesus, which was then essentially a movement within the Jewish faith, predominantly with Gentiles beginning to come on board, now the tables have been turned where now it's predominantly Gentile and there are very few Jewish people who are a part of this faith that Paul says we should work together and be together. And there's not much friction there. But the friction comes now in other ways and in other places where we set boundaries or walls of hostility up not between Jews and Gentiles, but we set walls of hostility up between other believers based on their politics, based on their economic class, based on their race or ethnicity, based on social or cultural issues, whether or not uh, they affirm multiple sexual identities or, or whether they don't whether they affirm lifestyles that we agree with or whether they don't, whether they are in agreement with us on the finer points of doctrine, be it Calvinism or Armenianism, we still set up walls of hostility today, but perhaps not so much between Jew and Gentile. And so I think Paul's words are still appropriate, but through the lenses of today, God's will is that we would still yet today tear down those walls of hostility that we build up between other followers of Jesus, even though they are different or believe differently than we do, that we would still work together and be together with people who are not of our race or ethnicity, that we would still work together and be together with people who are not of our same political persuasions, that we would still work together and be together with people whom are still following the way, even if it is not our way. Thanks be to God 
Thanks be to God that we are forced to be together and work together rather than be in isolation. This Bible study from the book of Ephesians is brought to you by Christ's Table. If you'd like to join us in the study, there's an easy-to-follow guide in the show notes. We'd love to have you join us. You know, 65 million adults in the United States have dropped out of church, and that number will grow by 2.7 million before the end of the year. We here at Christ's Table are committed to doing something about that. We're committed to creating a world where the table is once again the center of the home, the center of family life, and especially the center of faith formation. Our mission? It's simple. To help people eat freely and drink deeply of life and of faith. Find out more about us by going to www.christtable.today. And when you get over to christtable.today, be sure to sign up for our email list there. And for those who choose to donate, we've got a resource box that we'll send you in the mail as our thanks. Trust me, you'll like it. And by the way, the podcast is available because of the generous donations of our listeners and the incredible community of people who call Christ Table their spiritual home. Join us on our next episode as we continue our step-by-step study through the book of Ephesians. And if you'd like to watch these Bible studies live, there's more information on our website about that as well over at www.christtable.today. Thanks so much for listening. We wouldn't be here without you. Until next time, I'm Pastor Kevin Young, and this is Christ's Table.today.